everyone. Happy Thursday. I am excited for this week's episode. We've got Lindsay Polinsky on to talk about which drag race drag queens would be cast in which roles of as you like it. This was a really fun exercise to go through and a really great trip for me down the memory lane of RuPaul's Drag Race episodes. It's been a really fun thing to get to to cast and think about as you like it in a more fun way than I traditionally think about as you like it. Massive thanks to Lindsay for all of her expertise in this area and for bringing such a great topic to come on the show. If you are looking for the best holiday gift for us, <laughs> the best gift in the world is to share this show with a friend. So find us on Instagram, TikTok, Patreon at P2M Pod. We are there making stuff. We're, we're doing stuff on the internet. And if you would share it, that would be the biggest treat ever. It would make our whole holiday season a dream come true. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your support. If you want to go above and beyond and rate us in your podcast app of choice, that would also be super rad. So a gift that costs you nothing but a couple seconds of hitting those stars. So it's in the spirit of the season, I guess. Uh, let's get into it. Welcome to Protest Too Much, a Shakespeare showdown podcast where a guest and I go head to head each week and you get to decide who wins. All right. Uh, today we are casting a Shakespeare play. We are casting a, a Shakespeare production of As You Like It with RuPaul's Drag Race Queens. With me, I've got the all-time all-star for Test Too Much podcast guest, Lindsay Polinsky. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. RuPaul's Drag Race, start your engines. I think this is time number five. Okay. I mean, I'm not counting like the little things you do at Barron's Men parties where we scream into microphones, but mm. yeah, I think this is five. I beat Mike. I beat Mike. <laughs> Careful, because we've got an amazing race episode coming up. Oh, amazing. I'm fine being tied with Mike. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, also, if we discounted every time I just screamed into a microphone, then I wouldn't have a podcast. So that's where oh, I please. am. You're a professional <laughs> podcaster. You are, in fact, an, a podcast influencer in my Ooh. life and Ooh. in my house. Okay. All right. Well, Lindsay, tell everyone who hasn't heard the first four times that you've been on this show a little bit about yourself and what you do with Shakespeare, with theater and in your in your life. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lindsay Polinsky, and I am one of the co-artistic directors of The Barons Men, which is an Elizabethan theater troupe here in Austin, Texas. We produce shows um, that are written or set 1650 or before, and we do them as accurately as possible. We do use electric lighting, but we don't use amplified sound. We hand make all of our own costumes. And we perform on a scaled replica of an Elizabethan outdoor stage called the Curtain Theater on the shores of Lake Austin. And um, next year is our 25th season, which is so exciting that we've been around for so long. We get to celebrate this amazing milestone. And I am directing Romeo and Juliet and King Lear for our 25th season next year. Stephanie's assistant directing King Lear with me, and I'm super excited. 
Yeah, yeah. I I am also super excited. It's going to be a great season. It's I mean, if you're anywhere in the Austin area or the Texas area, or if you fancy a little weekend trip to Austin, I cannot recommend it enough. These shows are such a great experience just to see. I mean, the costumes alone, but the theater experience and getting to have that like Elizabethan vibe yeah. for a full fun Shakespeare show that isn't also like um, just all uh, up, up its own butt. Yeah, we are very not up our own butt. We are um, out of our butts. We are all people who have day jobs and families, um, and it really creates this amazing sense of community. Audience members, uh, I know that uh, the last show we had folks that have been coming, I know met them that have been coming from like the Dallas area for years, um, and then some friends visit, and, you know, and it's a great place to take a friend in April or October. And then we're also doing a special event next year, Halloween weekend um, called Tales of Darkness. And it's like spooky scenes from Shakespeare and other myths and legends that Elizabethans would have been aware of kind of tied together with some sort of plot line. Um, one of our members, Pablo Munoz Evers is writing it. So I don't know what it is, what the tie through plot line is yet but I'm sure it'll be amazing because he is a great playwright so yeah I'm super excited for that and also April and October are the perfect months to be in Austin outside so you can bring a picnic and BYOB to our venue yeah you can or a chicken a whole chicken a if you whole want to. chicken <laughs> <laughs> yep all right Lindsay we are we're doing as you like it and we're doing a drag race what is it as a performer, as a dancer, as a person, what is it that makes you love Drag Race? I, oh, oh, I also am a dancer and a dance teacher. Sorry, I forgot to include that. <laughs> no, <it's> um, <laughs> I love RuPaul's Drag Race because of the performance aspect of it. I think drag is such an incredible art form, Um, you know, to be a competitor and a champion on this show you have to have it all. I mean, you have to be able to act. You have to be able to sing. You have to be able to, well, singing maybe, I don't know. There's a lot of auto-tune on Drag Race. Um, you have to be able to dance, move your body, sew or hot glue your way to success. Um, so it really is just an amazing exhibition of talent with a capital T. And I think that you know, it is the type of reality show that I enjoy. There's some alliances, but that's really only in the later seasons. And it feels kind of a little bit scripted. Like it's not down and dirty. Everyone is like talking secrets about each other for most of the episode. No, they're saying it to each other's face. Yeah. <laughs> and I and Aries love saying things to people's faces. And so that's why it kind of appeals to me. Um, you know, I, I like other reality shows, but very few get me coming back season after season after season. And I've watched every single episode of Drag Race at least once. Um, my fiance, when we started living together, was like, well, I guess I watched this now. And we went back and watched everything so he could get caught up for whatever season was happening when we moved in together. So I love yeah. that. It feels very much as you were like, this isn't something I necessarily put together before you said it, but feels so obvious once you did. It feels very much like a group like the Baron's Men. Everyone is making 
everything. You kind of have to be able to do a little bit of everything in that community theater environment. And also in in an Elizabethan theater environment, they were all over the place. They had to be able to do all of it themselves to put these shows up. And it feels very, uh, very much like that on Drag Race. Yeah, it does. I think especially I consider like the core seasons to be five through 10, though we will be talking about queens um, outside of those seasons. But I think those are kind of like the the embodiment of Drag Race. Some of the more recent seasons feel a little more produced, produced. Yeah, feel a little bit more like the queens maybe aren't jacks of all trades as much anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, that could be my age. Like I am the same age as a lot of the Queens from those middle seasons. And so now as I can't relate to a 20 year old in the way that I could when I was 20. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So what is it about as you like it? Cause this is, I mean, we talked to, about a couple different plays and I feel like we could have picked pretty much any of the comedies uh, to do this exercise with, but as you like it just kind of stuck out as a play. And do you want to talk a little bit about that or? Yeah. I mean, I, so what for me sticks out about it is that it's just big and fun. Um, There's a lot going on. There is some silliness. Everyone, like you like everyone, but everyone also kind of sucks in their own way. And I realized when I was sitting down to do my research for this, how many characters I had forgotten about. Um, I assistant directed this show for the Barons men a few years ago, and I like I was there at rehearsals and performances. I was like, oh, that person's in this show. Oh, there's three more brothers. Oh. And so it's just like with Drag Race. Also, I feel like you forget about a lot of queens, especially a show that has so many personalities all at once and has been running for so long that like. As I was looking through the lists of the competitors on the seasons, I was like, I forgot about her. Oh, I forgot about them. Oh, my God. Yes, I love them. And so um, that's for me why, as you like, it kind of stood out. Um, what about you? Yeah, it's it's campy as heck. Like, it's a show that, first of all, the way that it plays with gender uh, is very much like Drag Race. Like, there's so much about these traditional gender roles in the court and in the forest that just don't apply to this play. And it really blurs the lines in a fun way and an exciting way. And also everyone is so silly and goofy. And exactly like you said, everyone is very dramatic in this play. Like they are all competing for, they're all competing, period. It's somehow they're all trying to win. And it's not even like, what's the game? And as you like it, they're not in a competition show, but everyone is trying to win something. Yeah, exactly. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, So it's 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 a wild show. And I I'm excited because I've got some picks that I'm really excited about. And then some some characters that were really hard Mm -hmm. to try and nail down a queen for. So I'm excited to see who you've picked for them. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like there was maybe a teeny part of me that is like, oh, I don't want fans to come for me with a couple of these picks. Um, Or more importantly, I don't want fans to come for me for people who I have not included. Oh, Um, sure. Because there are a lot of like easy choices. There are a lot of like, but like, listen, I'm going to say right now, Trixie Mattel is not on my list anywhere. Woo! 
And I love Trixie Mattel. She is probably like one of my top 10 favorite queens personally, but I just didn't think she fit anywhere. And so, you know, it was also hard for me to like look at, okay, here's my list of favorite queens who like, I would like to, as a director, cast them in a play, but they are not these characters, which is the exercise of today. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I, I really went with, I kind of was more relationship driven than necessarily, like there were some like characterizations that I fudged a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Trixie Mattel is on, uh, my list and Uh I think for like a, for a weird reason. So I can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't we just get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so do we want to start with our, our obvious who's our Rosalind? Yeah. Let's start there and then go down. Oh, also, I have multiple picks for multiple characters. So, um, but yeah, let's start with our Rosalind. Um, so my just like first instinct gut, let's go for it. Pick for Rosalind is Jinx Monsoon. Mm-hmm. She is one of my top five queens. Um, I think that she embodies things that Rosalind embodies about just having that stick and just like, I am going to find a way to accomplish this. How in my own way, um, you know, I, I think of Jinx Monsoon and her water off a duck's back mantra. And I feel like Rosalind, things just keep happening mm-hmm. to her and she just keeps rolling with the punches and she succeeds and she gets the guy in the end and she has her friendships and she is reunited with her father and, and all of that. Um, so for me, I think Jinx Monsoon is like my big obvious choice, but I have a chaos pick for Rosalind. Okay. And my chaos pick for Rosalind is Jada Essence Hall. Purely, purely from that uh, presidential debate sketch that they did with Rachel Bloom and Jeff Goldblum as like the moderators. I mean, I love Jada anyways. Yeah. Um, But she had two lines that are Rosalind lines if Rosalind was written in today. And one of the prompts from these debate moderators, you can't see my quote fingers, is um, I vow to make America blank again. And Jada said, I vow to make America confused again, (laughs) Um, which I think is really key to Rosalind, right? Because there's a lot of confusion about everyone has a crush on Rosalind. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she also had that great catchphrase when she didn't want to answer a question directly. She just said, look over there. And I just, yeah, that's my little just like purely seven minutes of drag race chaos pick for those lines would be in a modern day adaptation of as you like it what about yeah. you uh so for rosalind i have bob the drag queen because oh, he was my third pick yep i think there's a a maturity mm-hmm. that and so i'm just gonna i'm gonna kind of rifle forward because i have jinx for celia oh interesting okay because i think jinx to me is a lot like uh let's lets herself be a little sillier Okay. And like a little bit quirkier and more, maybe a little bit more naive isn't quite the right word, but there's just like a purity about Jinx that I love watching. And that's, I think Celia to me is, Celia is my favorite character in As You Uh Like It. Um, And so Bob, I think has a level of wit and intelligence and like absolute like captivation. You can't like you cannot watch Bob and look away. 
Oh, exactly. I love, yes, I love that. That's amazing. And so um, that to me was really raw, like that yeah. essence of Rosalind. Yeah, I see that. I see that about Jinx being Celia. Um, I think that I was maybe considering Jinx's growth through the series and having seen her perform live a couple of times as well. Yeah. Um, and but I will say that my one of my picks for Celia is Bendela Creme, because I think Bendela Creme is way more like innocent than Jinx is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Jinx is Rosalind, Ben being her best friend makes sense like in real life yeah um but my second pick for celia is my favorite queen of all time and it is because celia is my favorite character uh-huh um, it's katya because Katya's <gasps> yeah. just a little weird just and a little celia bit is just a little weird like because celia has no reason to go into the woods other than her friend is like i'm going into the woods and celia's like yeah my dad's kind of sh- crappy so i'm gonna go into the woods too and I feel like Katya could do that. Just be like, yeah. I'm going into the woods because my friend is. Um, I think she's maybe a little too raunchy at times to really be a pure Celia. Um, if you could like combine Dela and Katya into one character, I think for me that would win it. But and I kind of feel like um I feel like Katya is more of like an Audrey. Like there's mm. like a an an innocence and a purity, but also that like little bit of shepherdy mm-hmm. earthiness. Yeah, I I'm I'm happy to cast Katya as Audrey, also because Audrey's just a fun character. You come on for like two and a half scenes and are just a giant weirdo. Yep. So yeah, you your goat. Just yep. hang out with your goat, and then the the whole scene. I know we didn't do we didn't go into this part, but like it's okay. Uh. uh Who's the guy that comes in? William. Sweet William. William. Stupid William. <laughs> stupid, stupid William. That level of like character that you got to have so much fun in those scenes, but also. I feel like Katya could play both of them. Like do like, you know, the the boy girl challenge that they did, the yep. half and half makeup and just like yep. turn to other. Because like William is kind of, I'll, it, it would work. It would work. Yep. We're doing yeah. this. Call Katya. I'm into it. Where's her okay. agent? Ring, ring. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you've got you've got Ben for for Celia. I've got though. Ben for yeah, yeah. That's perfect. For Celia. Yeah. Um all right. Wait, I got to reorder. I got to I got Sorry, I jumped ahead. It. No, you're good. I was so excited about Jinx. And I think that's fair too cuz like I really took um first season Jinx, like her first season mm-hmm. and went yeah. off that. Yeah. No, I love I love Bob as Rosalind. I think at an audition, uh, we would have a hard time deciding. Absolutely. So, it, yes. <laughs> All right. My least favorite character in this whole play, Orlando. Orlando, mm. Orlando just... Okay, I want to preface this by whatever queen that we place in the role of Orlando, they don't suck. Yes. The role of Orlando, Orlando sucks, not the queen. And can only be improved mm-hmm. by the actor playing them. Like, And Correct. that's how I feel about a lot of the... Um, characters and as you like it in general is that a lot of them need help yeah yeah and they all need therapy probably family therapy that is absolutely true (laughs) yeah um so my orlando and this was based purely on relationships of the queens in real life okay if i have jinx as my rosalind then I have Ivy Winters, Ivy Winters as Orlando, <laughs> because 
I mean, Ivy is good. Orlando is good. Orlando's just kind of a little bit meh, a little bit unpolished. Like, you know, he didn't receive that gentlemanly upbringing. I feel like Ivy is so good at like, she makes everything. She's an incredible craftsperson. And it's not that she's not talented because she is incredibly talented as Orlando also proves to us in the wrestling match. Mm -hmm. But she like, She's kind of like when I'm thinking of drag race queens, she's like the second tier of people that I think of. And Orlando is always like a second tier character of like just characters in Shakespeare. Uh Um, And Jinx and Ivy had little crushes on each other in season five. So um, it was mostly the relationship that drove me there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, (laughs) I struggled with Orlando. I did too. I only have one pick for Orlando. (laughs) So, so my pick for Orlando as someone who made a, and this this is not a a relationship piece, but someone who made a big impact and then disappeared for a while and came back to find some growth, um, maybe like level up, but also, and I mean this in the kindest, most loving way possible is not that bright. Uh, so my pick for Orlando is Miss Vangie. I love so pure. She tries so hard, and there's just not a lot, yeah, uh, in terms of pop culture reference happening. She's entertaining as crap, though. Yes, and like she came in, she hit it big, like she had her exit, and I feel like that. Um, at in the after the wrestling match when Rosalind is like, "Hey, what's up?" and Orlando just doesn't say anything, just like has his mouth hanging open, um, because he doesn't know what to say. I feel like that's so. If he could say anything, he would say his own name three times while backing up slowly off a runway. <laughs> that's perfect, Stephanie. That is so perfect. Oh my god! But then she came back in season eleven and like really held her own and did an incredible job. And I think that that's something that like we see some. Uh, not necessarily like growth in Orlando, but we get to see more of him and we get yeah. like this peek into who he is and and we love him a little bit more as the show goes. And I think yeah. that's... And she's doing the Mateo name proud now. Exactly. Like, like Orlando is doing the Dubois name proud now. Yes, I didn't even... Yes, but exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. Yes, let's go with Miss Vangie. We tried to get um one of Josh's brothers to name his daughter Evangeline so that I could call her Miss Vangie. Vangie. But I revealed that secret too soon. And so her name is not Evangeline. Well, you messed up. I did. I should have just been like, you know, Evangeline's such a pretty name. And it is. And not said, because I want her nickname to be Vangie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you played your hand too early. I did. I did. I got too excited. All right. So who who's next on your list? Um, so next I I was all over the place with this, so I don't really have an organized list. Okay. Um, but if we just did Orlando, do we want to pop to Oliver? Ugh, do we have to? But okay. I just kind of figured yeah. like let's let's get, get him, him out done. of the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Or Oliver, not not the most interesting guy. He was pretty shitty to Orlando, like all growing up and after their dad died, like he kind of did every took everything for himself and didn't do anything nice for Orlando. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like but he but he changes in the end. He he learns to love. He repents his ways, all of that. He he's not a bad guy 
on the inside. He just kind of didn't know how to exist in the world. And I feel like someone who just didn't quite fit in the drag race world in terms of how they approach their art and how they approach relationships with other people is Thorgy Thor. Because Thorgy is incredibly talented. I've seen Thorgy live. I love the show that she puts on, but that's her space. That's her venue. She was not made for primetime. And especially if, you know, like ha- having Bob anywhere in the mix, Thorgy's got someone to be jealous of. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and so I, this was another one that was kind of difficult for me because you end up having some sympathy for or Oliver and like Orlando does save his life and he's thankful. And I, I feel like Thorgy is that person like she just doesn't quite get how to people. Yeah. Um, I I also have I don't have Thorgy for Oliver, but I have her somewhere else. And it's oh kind of for the same reason oh um, okay <laughs> but for Oliver I struggled with this one too these were the two that I really like struggled with um but I've got Evie Oddly here I have her somewhere else incredible but, yeah I feel like she in a similar kind of way was so good that she didn't know how to interact with the other queens because that like peer-to-peer relationship wasn't something she was good at so she turned to just like uh I'm gonna be brutally honest with you Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of what Oliver thinks that he's doing to protect or help Orlando but it just comes out all wrong and ends up just creating these barriers but like Oliver is still you know the oldest son and in charge of everything and leading this family Mm -hmm. um and so I think that like I really like I really like Evie because she has EDS. So mm-hmm. like I think there's a there's a soft spot and I have a real soft spot for or uh for Oliver mm-hmm. because I think that there has to be some reason that Celia yeah falls in- I like that yeah and and yeah Evie's been handed kind of a crap hand in life also a uh, dad joke about soft spots and soft connective tissues with hey. EDS <laughs> yeah um but okay yeah. That's wonderful. So yeah, super I like that. strong, but like I, I liked it just for like a couple like n- tiny little niche reason mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah, I love it. Okay, well, let's jump to. Okay, I'm very curious if you have Thorgy where I think you have Thorgy, where she is my third, my second or third choice, okay. which is Duke Frederick. No. <gasps> okay, because Thorgy was like my choice two or three for Duke Frederick. Um. I, I have a hate pick for Duke Frederick. Okay. Um, it's not my first choice, but I just, I don't prefer this queen. I will say this is a queen. I have very few queens on Drag Race that I just don't like and that I actively root against, but I will give them their wins when they have a, when they have actually achieved a good win and, it, and it's worth it. Uh, but Candy Muse is my hate pick for Duke Frederick because Duke Frederick sucks and Candy Muse is a bitch. I don't have, I don't have, I have Candy Muse somewhere else. And I love that a lot of the, uh, oh, I love the overlapping. Yeah. Yeah. I love that we're choosing the same Queens in a different part. Yes. Amazing. But so she's yes. kind of my hate pick because I just, I don't think Candy Muse deserved to get as far as she got in either her season or in the all Star season. And I don't know why people like Candy Muse 
And I feel yeah. like that's Duke Frederick. Duke Frederick just decided he was entitled to the dukedom and kicked his brother out and was like mean to people, mean to his own daughter. Me like I so Candy is my uh, mm, and like when she does well, I will say, wow, she did a good job. But we actively have booed her on the television. <laughs> um, but my my kind of my Duke Frederick redemption, like person who gets the redemption in the way that Duke mm-hmm. Frederick does. Uh, my pick for that is Alaska. OK, Um, because Alaska is a brat. Yeah, she is a brat. But having seen her in other media or listened to her podcasts or um, she was on. Uh, Dungeons and Drag Queens on Dropout that we recently watched and stuff. She's funny. Mm. She's a good person. She's just another person who doesn't quite know how to people. Yeah. And I, I and also she um you I think Katya should have won um her all-star season that or at least made it to the finals, but Alaska kept Roxy instead because okay. she borrowed a Roxy's t-shirt. And then Alaska was like crying on the couch and being like, I will pay anyone any amount of money just to not vote for me. And that feels like a very Duke Frederick thing to do. It does. Um, but but Alaska isn't a bad person. Right. So. OK. Yeah. So Alaska's for- my actual pick. Candy's okay. my hate. OK. What about uh, you? For Duke Frederick, I went less of um, personality and more of journey. And you're going to be so mad, but this is where I have Trixie. Because I think journey is is really interesting of the way that she left, but she came back. It's like she wouldn't leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. She like was going to stay in the competition no matter what. And then came back better and yeah. grew and learned and like has become one of the and I, I hope that. There's a moment at the end of of As You Like It where like he has he is putting in the work. Duke yeah. Frederick is putting in the work to be a better person and to grow. Yeah. Um, Trixie but I has think, that hustle. I I really respect this pick. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's not because I dislike Trixie or think that she's a villain, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think it like that, you know, getting kicked out and then coming back with a vengeance kind of uh, attitude or, or arc the story arc felt like it matched Frederick. Yeah. And I'm always suspicious. I love Duke Sr., but I'm always suspicious uh, just because of the Tempest. Like, was he that good of a Duke? Is Duke mm. Frederick better? Because we know that Prospero sucked. Yeah. And yeah, like Antonio was a better head of state than Prospero right. was. He just right. was way less likable. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because we love Duke Sr. If any uh, P2M Sr. listeners, uh, followers were aware that Duke Sr. we cast as our very favorite reality person ever in the world, uh, mm-hmm. Giuseppe. So Yes. Fred Daddy himself. Fred Daddy himself. Do we want to just hop to Duke Sr. then? Let's do okay. it. Uh, I have two picks and they're similar picks uh, for similar reasons. But my main pick for Duke Senior is Latrice Royale mm-hmm. with runner up N- Nina West. OK, because um, they're just fun. Yeah. Um, And they have made the best of the hands they've been dealt in life. And they always approach everything with love and curiosity and just like a wholesomeness that is quite frankly, very strange in Shakespeare's canon and kind of strange in the drag drag race race. universe. 
Um, you know, Latrice spent some time in jail and came out of jail and then got on Drag Race and got married, found the love of her life and got married and is just living this really happy, full life now. And Nina West kind of was on Drag Race and then, you know, has been such an advocate um, for the LGBTQ community. And she's did a stint. Um, I don't know if she was ever on Broadway, but she did a tour, a stint on the tour of Hairspray, playing Edna, oh, which is an, another wholesome character. Yeah. yeah. So I think those those two competitors. Um, I had a real I I can't really quite decide between them, but I think Latrice edges Nina out just a little bit. Of those two, I would probably I would probably go with Latrice. Mm-hmm. Um, my pick is in a very similar vein. It's one of the most wholesome, and I'm. Uh, definitely influenced by the fact that this is the most recent season that I've watched, but I picked Sasha Colby for oh, Duke yeah. Senior because yeah. she just is everyone's mother. Like she, she is mother. Is, yeah. Yes. And like that was th- that was the first that was my first pick. I was like, Duke, Duke Senior is Sasha Colby and I don't need to think about this. So I didn't even really go back into the, <laughs> yeah. no, no. the archives. No, no. Yeah. 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 And I think all three of those like you said, it's really nice to have competitors who are there because they just love performing and they love, and they're not going to, as much as they are part of the competition and part of that competitive environment, they're just there to be, to put their performance like on display to a bigger audience. And I love that. They're not there to tear anyone down. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Amazing. Yeah. Um. So a character that to me is similar to Duke Senior, a smaller role is Charles. Did we talk? Did I put Charles on the list? That Charles I... is. Yeah, but Charles is the wrestler. Yeah, he's similar to Duke Senior because he is a good guy on the inside. Is like, he? Yeah, he is. He doesn't want to. He he's like I don't want to beat up this little guy. He doesn't right. want to wrestle Orlando. Okay. My okay, I'm I need a different pick then. Oh no, 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 no. I will okay. So let me give my pick, and that's my interpretation of the role. And that you're could probably be right. Very heavily influenced by the Baron's men friend that we had playing Charles when we did the show, who is just like a good guy sort of thing. Um, but yeah, in my mind, Charles is like he's doing his job, but he's like, I don't want to beat this person up. If I don't have to, only he then gets his butt handed to him in kind of a a sad way, depending how you stage it. Um, And so I had um, Silky Nutmeg Ganache as Charles. Um, Oh, it's a perfect pick. I I love her. Yeah, because again, Silky is like, I could beat you up. I don't really want to beat you up. And then like kind of, you know, the way she went out. And I don't think people were quite fair to her on her season either. Uh-huh. But I just, I have a soft spot for Charles and I have a soft spot for Silky. Um, so it, it's one of those smaller parts that you don't really think that much about. So Yeah. No, and I, it's it's in here. Your brother is but young and tender. And for your love, I would be loath to foil him as I must for my honor if he come in um, mm-hmm. out of my love. Yeah. I had not given enough thought to Charles. My my brain said Charles is the wrestler who beats, who tries to beat uh, Orlando up and like, mm-hmm. will fight anyone for money. And that's the character. So this is my candy muse. Oh, um, fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> but you're absolutely right um, on this. Cause I just missed all of this, like actual characterization of Charles. It's, it's easy to do. He's in one scene. 
Yeah. You know, like Amazing. if we were discounting Audrey and William, we probably shouldn't have put Charles on the list other than I just really like Charles. So that's why I he was surprised on- he was on the list. Yeah. But I think um, that's perfect. Not LeBeau, though. Screw LeBeau. He sucks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> screw that guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we kind of got that out. Who do you want to do next? Um, let's go to, let's go to Touchstone. Okay. This is where I have Evie. Oh. Because Touchstone's a little raunchy. Evie's yeah. a little raunchy. Yeah. Um, Evie is, Evie's just there. Evie's having a good time. Yeah. Um, I, I have, I have three picks for Touchstone though. Okay. Um, so Evie is my, my, my actual casting pick because you kind of, yeah, I mean, Touchstone is is funny, but like some of the jokes don't quite land. Right. There's you a know, little bit of a lack, like there's a a little bit of a disconnect between him and everyone mm-hmm. else, which is such a fine line between villain and clown, right? Like yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And like he can be a little bit sassy mean without people thinking he's being shitty. He's horrible to William. Yeah. He is. He's he scoops up that lady right from William. And like, I feel like Evie has it in her mm-hmm. to kind of do that. Um, my second pick for Touchstone was Crystal Method. Because again, okay. just like just a little offbeat, a little yeah. a little offbeat. And then I feel like if we were being like the the kind of easy grab on who's the who's the clown in this play is Bianca Del Rio. I went the easy. Yeah, I went easy. I went obvious. Did you want, did you pick Bianca? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It yeah. was, a. I think she was my second. I went okay. Sasha Colby and then Bianca. Cause so Bianca was originally my first pick for touchstone. And then mm-hmm. I started thinking about it a little more and I was like, I don't know if it quite sits for me quite yet. So yeah. Yeah. I think for me, like the, the reason that I went Bianca is because touchstone is the the biggest character Mm -hmm. in this play and like if you even if you want to be watching rosalind you're going to be watching touchstone because touchstone wants you to be oh yeah and you're never not watching the vibe exactly that's the vibe that bianca gives is that like even if you're trying to watch someone else bianca is going to make you watch her instead Mm -hmm. yeah well because i think a lot of times especially on her season bianca was the smartest person in the room and she knew it and she knew it. And that's got to be like, yeah, not like and frustrating, like, but in the same way that Touchstone is the smartest person in the entire court, maybe besides Rosalind, but he's not going to admit that. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much. I need to prove this to you. Like, I, I need to tell you you're being stupid right now. I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Bianca and Touchstone both have the capability of using their powers for good or evil. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm willing to, to, uh, what is it? Concede, concede beyond touchstone. Fruit. It's yeah. absolutely low hanging fruit, but I don't care. It's great. It was my, <laughs> it was my gut. She was my gut casting and yeah. then I just overthought it. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Who do we have? Left? Oh, we have speak on the kind of the clown. Now we're going to go to the fool, right? Let's go to Jay Queez. Uh, I'll go first on this okay. one. Yeah, so, you see the face I'm making. <laughs> I have Laganja for Jayquees. And I was going back through today. That's so good. Because they're both I, so obnoxious. 
so obnoxious. There was, I was just watching, I was watching a bunch of like, I was going back through and just watching clips and things. And there was one point where she said, I'm such a disaster, just send me home. And I was like, there is nothing more Jayquees than that line. Like, like you were talking about with Rosalind, if we were doing a modern production, that is a hundred percent. Jayquees would lay himself in the middle of the forest and say, I'm such a disaster. Just send me home. That is inspired, Stephanie. <laughs> that is incredible. That is not how I thought of this casting. And Fair. but I I love that. <laughs> oh my God, I love that so much. Um, so the way I approached the Jayquees casting was that person who has opinions has things to say mm. and then just like goes away when they're done and so my choice for jayquees was sasha velour okay right she can, she took yeah, the I money and it. ran yeah she has and not just... been a part of the drag race universe since she won her season and jayquees is like no i'm not going back to court i'm just staying in the forest you know sasha velour came and she had her thoughts and she had her opinions and she had her way of doing drag, which is a very, her very great way of doing drag. Then she won. And now she has her zine. Like she does this weird avant-garde art stuff. Sometimes she's a oh, performance cool. artist. She was featured in like the nib did a book all about drag. She wrote a piece for that. Um, So she's kind of just doing her own thing, but Every so often she'll have a capital O opinion on something. Um, and yeah. so that's that was my pick for Jayquees. Jayquees was hard for me, but yeah, I kind of went... was one of the easier ones for me. But yeah. it's so funny how like the different pieces of the queens and of the characters that stand out to each of us. This has been a really fun like mm -hmm. yeah. insight yeah. into that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, okay. So we've got three left. And then I, I have, I want to, I want to, um, just, I want to challenge you to one. Oh God. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. So the three we have left, we have Sylvia's Phoebe and Lord Amien. Who would mm -hmm. you like to start with? Um, let's start with Amien. Okay. Because I think that this is a really interesting character to me and I'm curious to hear your interpretation of him. Okay. Because, um, Amien to me is like, and I don't know if, did you combine Corin and Amien? No, I forgot about Corin. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's an easy because like Amian is just the musician and like that's almost yeah. that third fool. So I think that when we did the show of several years ago, we had an Amian and a Corin because we had someone playing guitar and someone singing, and we had Amian singing, and then uh -huh. the person who we cast as Corin held uh because Mr. Jean was like, I don't want to walk and sing and play guitar at the same time. So sure. we had someone else who was playing the guitar for him. Got um, it. Gene is the the best member of a cast, hands down, in the entire world. Always no notes. No notes. For Gene ever. Yeah. So, but I did not combine them in my head or, and yeah. we didn't combine them like seven okay. years ago. So, okay. Um, so like my, my vibe on Amien was kind of like, who do I want to watch perform? I just oh. picked the the queen that I would want to sit back and watch. Um, and again, like kind of out of left field pick, but I picked Anitra. <gasps> I 
I don't think I've ever been more enthralled with a queen in my entire life than with Anitra. I'm I am perfectly wonderful with this pick. I feel like whatever the song is in original Shakespeare is just the walk the duck song from yep. the talent show in her season. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I just I think that she is incredible. And yeah. I would watch literally I would watch her sit there. <laughs> Amazing. I love so, that. I love that. That's how I took Amien. I love that. I did not take Amien that way. I took Amien as someone who he's not here for a long time. He's here for a good time. He's maybe not one of the more memorable people, but he like when you do remember him, you always think of him fondly and mm-hmm. everyone likes him. So I picked a Miss Congeniality. Yeah, winner. that makes sense. Okay. Um, and I picked a hometown hero, Cynthia Lee Fontaine. You're right, because I a hundred percent forgot about her. Mm-hmm. Like she was one that, like, yeah, she did not maybe have the most talent on either season that she was on, yeah. but she was having a good time. She was there with friends, making friends building people up, singing little songs about her cuckoo, you know, like just, I I think that Cynthia is someone who I would like to be at a camp in the forest with. Yeah. And that's who Amien is to me is just like someone who's just solid, who's fun, but not chaotic. Yeah, no, I totally forgot about her. And I love that pick. That's and, a and really that's, good. That's also part of it, right? Like I was reading through the contestant list and I was like, oh yeah, Cynthia. Yeah. I, I love Cynthia. I never think of her. Um, but yeah. So that was that was my Amian pick. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I Anitra is also Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's hop to Phoebe. Okay. This is where I have Thorgy because okay. of the obsession with Bob. Uh-huh. And if Bob is my Rosalind, then I feel like, and I also can see Bob just looking at her and saying, sell when you can, you are not for all markets. And just, <sighs> oh, I would <laughs> literally die. Hey, yeah. Bob and Thorgy, can you just record that on the internet, please? And send it to us? Please, because I watched the two of them and I just, it's, oh, it's so good. Their timing, their like rapport, everything about it. I just want to watch. I want to watch that scene between the two of them yes oh I love that oh I love that pick my pick <laughs> was a little less inspired because I don't love Phoebe mm-hmm. um she's a good character like I wouldn't mind playing Phoebe but I would think it would be hard yeah to play Phoebe yeah um she's my tough. my choice for Phoebe and I only had one choice I could only think of one for Phoebe is milk um a similar I a similar type of person as Thorgy just like Milk thinks they're hotter shit than they are. You know, Milk put up, was the first person to wear a beard on Drag Race <laughs> and was like dumbfounded when he got called <laughs> out about that. Milk dressed as a boy on the runway and was like, why are you giving me bad notes about this? So I feel like Milk has that same entitlement that Thorgy mm. has that is an unfounded entitlement. But also I feel like Thorgy's whiny and milk stomps his feet. Mm-hmm. I didn't let myself um, cast milk because I know, I know. Oh, I forgot personally. this. I yeah. forgot this. Um, so I was not going to have an objective. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. You know, and but it's hard because it's an like, inspired choice. Yeah, because like milk was trying to do something cool, 
season six was not the time for it. Nope. Like if milk was on season 11, 11, or forward, 12. Yeah. I think milk would have been so much different. I think that's fair. Yeah, um, I think that's really fair. And I think Phoebe in a different space or a different time would have been received differently and wouldn't be as kind of eh, as she is. Yeah. As difficult as she is. Yeah. Um, I think um I think Gottmik is a mm. like a evolution of where Milk maybe would have sat on like a later season. Like yeah. that, just pushing that boundary a little weird, um, but still very, very talented in their own mm-hmm. right. Like Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just like not making quite the best choices for every decision. Yeah. Yeah. But like also like, what do you mean I didn't make the best choice? Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had forgotten and I knew that about you. I'm sorry. I would have probably not, but yeah. No, it's a perfect casting. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. So the last one on our list is sweet, sweet, sweet tender beautiful sweet Sylvius and I have one of my favorite queens rest in peace Chi Chi Devane oh um because Chi Chi was just a little out of her league but so flipping lovable just like doing her best she was putting her her best foot forward every time it was maybe not the best foot of the competition but it was her best and she just loved being there and she loved her castmates and she just wanted approval and she wanted to do good and sweet sweet sylvius just wants to be happy yeah you know wait oh. did you give phoebe you yeah. did that was thorgy okay that sorry. was thorgy yes okay. sorry blacked no, out that's... there for a second so um, sweet like I really like that yeah I just again I know some of my choices were influenced by the production that I was a part of um and our Sylvius was was Julio who just played that character so tenderly like the care that he gave Sylvius mm-hmm. and the care that Chi Chi while still being funny yeah. yeah yeah I like that um my Sylvius is I went kind of uh, in the miscongeniality direction, I went Monet Exchange Ooh, for yeah. Sylvius because mm-hmm. I think it's just like there's a there's a a whole again a wholesomeness and like uh just lovability and also like I feel like my idea of Sylvius is that he's he's perfect. Yeah, Phoebe just can't get out of her own way enough to see it, mm-hmm. and so I think that to me like that just brilliance and beautiful but like not yeah. not a winner right but oh yeah I love that I mm-hmm. love it all right so I have one chaos question for you for a character that we did not agree on but okay. in the spirit of thanking Jupiter <laughs> who's your hymen Ooh, quick who's um, your hymen drops in blesses a marriage leaves oh god um do you want 10 seconds yeah, Simone. Oh, good. Oh, that's amazing. Mine is Shangela. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Both for good reasons. Both for good reasons. I was there, like, what entered into my mind was um the train. Yeah. Oh, that was the image that flashed into my mind. So mm-hmm. mine was yeah. the popping out of the present. 
<laughs> yes. Okay. Amazing. amazing. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's really fun. I just, I think that was one of the most impressed I've ever been with a runway with mm-hmm. Simone. And so the, the do-rag, the, yeah, the do-rag train. Veil, no, I guess. And I, I train veil. Yeah. I have to say that, like, I was really disappointed I didn't have a place for Simone because she's I, been one of our favorite, like, like there were so many queens that I was like, I just, I don't know how, I don't know how this works. Yep. Um, and yep. Simone was one of them where I was just like, I love Simone, Simone, yay, let's go. Yep. Where? Yeah, but she, there's there wasn't really anywhere that she fit. I think it's because the... Simone is just her own person. Yeah, yeah. She's you know. strong and she's good. And like everyone in As You Like It is a little bit weird. And I'm not saying Simone isn't, but like, yeah, I just, yeah. she's also so young that I feel, yeah. Hyman is perfect. Hyman is perfect great. Place. Yeah. Thanks, Jupiter. But also thanks, Jupiter. Shangela is also perfect for that. Yeah. Because, Ah, amazing. We did so good. We did so good. This was really fun. I can't wait to listen back through. I was trying to take notes on your picks as I went, um, mm-hmm. but I'll put them all in the in the show notes. To Oh, yeah. I can send you my up. spreadsheet. Um, Even better. Because you know I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Oh, this was really great. I think that it should happen. I agree. RuPaul, call us. All of call these us. queens have your agents call us. Let's go. Yeah. This would be let's really go. fun. Uh, we've got a stage. Let's do it. Oh. April or October, Sunday night. Let's let's have fun. This would be I, I I don't know. I just I think there's something so so campy and silly about as you like it as a play. And it's not one I give a lot of thought to because I don't love a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, it's the actors that make the characters. And so yeah. this is the perfect like. Yeah, I don't think that I would ever like consider directing as you like it. Or really, like, I'd be in it because it's a I fun have show. directed it and it's, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, my my assistant directing was more in kind of like a producer capacity because yeah. Oz was a great director. But like, yeah. I, uh, yeah. 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 It's just one uh, of those shows. But I think this is what makes me excited about As You Like It. Yeah. This is now I want to do, I want to choose all of the lip sync for your lives for all of these characters. That's something we can do over over a drink sometimes stephanie yes Ooh, no we should have fans of the show on instagram tell us what songs each of these characters would lip sync to please do that listeners at p2m let us know i'll put up a little i'll put up a little question box and you can let us know uh, what your favorite character in as you like it would sing for the lip sync for their life yeah Lindsay, thank you so much for being here again let everyone know where they can find you they can find me uh, with the Baronsmen at the Baronsmen or the Baronsmen.org. My personal is at Linzoid Prime on Instagram, though I am not very active. Currently, mostly just pictures of my new dog. Um, but it. yeah, and I am available for uh, directing, costume designing, and dance teaching gigs. So get at me on Instagram. Get at her. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, and we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>